enemies tend to not want to uh, fuck with a group of people that think they're wolves. I, I call me you a know? pussy, but I wouldn't. Um, I think yeah, I'd I would go, be. I would be a little yeah, tripped out. Yeah, you know? Let me go fuck with a group of people that think they're, um, say, platypuses or something a little bit more docile. Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Now, are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental? I don't uh, know. Planes that they're building. Police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. It's this weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. And welcome to Strange Uncles. I'm Shane. And I am the ghost of Christmas past. Oh, or some shit. God, it's fucking past. Speak of the devil, dude. Ugh. <laughs> Holidays, man. Not my fave. Yeah. Glad it's over. Yeah, it's just a weird time. You know, like it's, you know, work gets weird. You can't get, and in my job, my role, I can't get a hold of anybody. I can't get contractors. I can't get work to move. Like literally, I got a week and a half of just absolute, I'm, I'm just stuck in the mud. There's nothing I can I can do. It's just frustrating. Oh yeah, like at, at my work, they used to give us the week between Christmas and New Year's off, and then one year sales got really bad during that week, so they were like, "No more." But then they wanted everyone to use their PTO this year, so they made a bunch of people take it off. Oh shit! <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, and uh, it was just it's weird. It's funny because like none of our suppliers like they're all closed. So there's nothing oh, really yeah. for us to be doing anyway. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like ketchup stuff. Maybe, you know, if I got some yeah. like little things that are on my list that I haven't really taken care of, then I, you know, then I can, I can do that. But yeah, just a weird thing. But I will tell you though, man, lights are down. Uh, new January 1st, my shit was packed up and boxed up and already in the attic. So done, done deal till next oh, year. Our shit's still up. Our shit will probably be up until fucking March. <laughs> Jesus, dude. So Aubrey loves Christmas. I am ambivalent towards it. Yeah, she yeah. loves it. So if it makes her happy to have the tree up for two months, then fair enough. I just I, I let her tell me when it's time to take it down. There you go. That's the way to do it. Happy life. Happy, happy wife. Happy life. Right. That's how that works. I got uh, uh, that's that's the story anyway. <laughs> that's what they say. I got a weird contest with my neighbor who's, you know, he's lived in the same place for like 70 years. You know, he was born there when his parents had it. He raised his kids there and he, they just never lived anywhere else, but boy, he's right on it. Like every, it's just when he sets up for holidays, when he gets everything out of the, so always try to beat him at least by a day or two. I have not succeeded as of yet. So <laughs> it is what it is. But anyway, yeah, but uh, welcome folks. Welcome to uh, episode two, season seven. We've got a fun one on this one. Um, but I did have, I wanted to throw something out there and I think you might have something too. You know, obviously if you're listeners, you know, you know, we're kind of movie fans of, of all sorts of movies, but especially, you know, certain niches and things, things like that. Um, have you watched on Netflix, the pale blue eye? That is the one I was going God to talk about. It, I to knew, you. I knew it. Okay. Yep. You, you yeah. kick it off. Man. I watched it last night. Did you? Okay. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be uh, spoilers, I guess. I didn't expect it to be, have anything to do with Edgar Allan Poe. I thought it was just like a weird period movie. Me too. It yeah. looked a little spooky. So like when I brought it up and the description was like, and he's assisted by a young cadet 
Edgar Allan Poe. I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to be stupid. But it turned out to be really, really good. It's, it's I really awesome. liked it. I really like it, too. And again, no spoilers, but it takes it. It's got twists and turns in it that you wouldn't expect. Um, the Edgar Allan Poe thing is really cool. I don't know. I thought it was a cool add on. And the guy they, they had, I don't know if you've seen pictures of Poe before, mm-hmm. but boy, they cast that guy fucking spot on. Yeah, and I liked the way they uh, didn't, like, call it out about, like, how Edgar mm-hmm. Ha- Allan Poe drank himself to death at a very young age. Right. Um, but just kind of showed him, like, fucking pouring it on. Right, yeah. Stuff. I was like, oh, that's that's a cool way to do that, you know, to, like, lend a little bit of authenticity other than casting a dude who looks a lot like him. Right. Um, and the way that the guy played him was really good. And the way they wrote his part in the movie was really good. Uh, so like it, it ended up being the opposite of what I was worried about. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Me too. I was I, worried it was going to be like cheesy and dumb when, as soon as I saw that. And that's like, kind okay. of, yeah. And I thought that too, but Christian Bale, of course is, he's a great actor. You know, you can say what you want about the guy, you know, he's in another one, uh, what Amsterdam, I think that came out not too long. Yeah. Ago. And that movie's great. That movie's fantastic. I thought it was great. I evidently the reviewers don't, but I, you know, fuck them. I don't I, know why. Whatever. I don't like, either. I don't either. Uh, God, what's his name? John David, John Michael, John David Washington, Denzel's kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Fucking phenomenal in it. Yeah. Everyone's really good in it. And uh, like, I don't think a lot of Americans know about the business plot, which is what the I whole don't scheme either. that's going on yeah. is based on. Yeah. But like, that shit really happened. Like, mm-hmm. uh, right after World War One, like, or right around the de- during the Depression, they were going to try to overthrow the government. Like yep. a bunch of business owners didn't like the new deal and were going to and thought they could get this uh, Marine General Smedley Butler to overthrow the government for them because he'd been like the governor of the Philippines. And he'd been like they brought him in to set up like Philadelphia's police force. Right. Right. And like all, so they thought he was like this hardline, like right wing, like fat proto fascist kind of <laughs> dude. Nope. And he was like what the fuck are you assholes doing? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like, gave them oh, enough rope man. to hang themselves, basically. Yeah, it, it was really good. It was well done, I, I thought. And again, back to the pale blue eye. You know, Christian Bale's just, you know, he played such a spot-on character. Um, and, and again, for listeners, it does take a twist. It is fairly long. It's a little over two hours. But, you know, I, yeah. I don't know, even the wife is kind of like, she's not really into that kind of stuff. But she's halfway through, she's like, this is really, really good. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. So, well yeah, done. Yeah, it's... I, I don't want to s- compare it to Sleepy Hollow because it's not like over the top Tim Burton right. wild crazy shit, right, but right. like it's got kind of that spooky, like it's set in the winter in like the 1830s, mm-hmm. you know, upstate New York. It's dark. First military the academy. They have yeah. this, how they filmed everything was this weird, surreal, like, yeah, just, just well done. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. uh, I would recommend I highly, yep, I do too. So, and I'll throw one more out there too that I watched last night. And this one, um, it's hit and miss. I, and I'm not really going to describe it because it's hard to describe. <laughs> it's called Candyland. I, I don't know if you've seen it or if you passed by it. It's kind of this, no, there's not really popular actors in it. Basically, the whole premise is it, it's funny because I used, my dad used to joke about this because my dad was truck driver for like years. But yeah. what they call um, uh, lot lizards. You know, in all mm-hmm. the old truck stops and shit like that. That's kind of what it's based off of, and it sounds stupid. But yeah. where it goes 
is completely like night and day. Like it, it's it's got, it's got this religious vendetta thing into it, and I, it's just really it's really good. I think you can. I it feel for like, like four bucks that name sounds familiar, and I I feel like I saw the trailer for it or something. Um, it's fairly new. I think it just dropped on video on demand like a week ago, two weeks ago, something like that. I just ran off Prime for like three ninety nine. Um, but check yeah. it out, listeners. You know, if you're into something kind of weird, you know, it's uh, don't watch it with your kid. A um, lot of boobies. So just saying, you know, there's <laughs> that kind of movie. Uh, <laughs> right. The whole lot lizards thing is funny. Like when we were uh, touring, we had a no lot lizards sticker in the <laughs> side door of the van. <laughs> that's we, hilarious, uh, dude. We camped out at truck stops a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the only way to go. Cheap, right? You know, you don't have to rent a room. So, yep. Anyway, too cool. Um, we just want to throw those out there to you. Do you got anything else on your side, man? Uh, no, no. Okay. All right. Well, Personal news. I got PRK, I guess, which is kind of like LASIK. So bye-bye. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I was worried about you when you showed me your picture. I'm like, Jesus, he looks like the Terminator, but old. oh yeah. I had to wear these like super dark. I had to wear them when I slept too, to keep me from like rubbing my eyes in my sleep. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. But they, yeah, the wraparound. I'm about to go on a rant about pronouns in my trunk, in my truck sunglasses. <laughs> it's classic. Very classic. I think yeah. they do that shit on purpose when they design them. But anyway, well, good for yeah. you, man. Good for you. Yeah. yeah Hopefully thanks. my thing's uh, going to work out here at the end of the month. Um, more to come. Uh, we'll see what happens. But until then, so a real tidbit, if we, in case we don't forget to mention it, um, we probably won't have a new episode uh, next week. So I'm traveling for business. Uh, Josh is busy as well. And again, we talked about this. You know, we're going to try to you know make sure this is a weekly thing, but every now and again. So expect either a replay or um, some tidbits. I don't. We might have something kind of special out there for the patrons at least. Um, so stand by for that. But just uh, just want to let you know. You know, like I said, life gets in the way every now and again, and you know this week might be one of those. So. Anyway, but on this one, we have an original write-up, and this is one that uh, we've been sitting on for a while. Funny story, I actually, so um, I (laughs) was so close to pulling the trigger on buying tickets to fly out here. Like, this is how long it's been on my bucket list. I found cheap tickets, like 600-something dollars round trip. I'm like... Shit, why not? Why not I you know, fly out here and kind of see the world type thing? Didn't do it. I'm still on my buck list. Well, we'll see. Um, but anyway, if you're ready, we can go ahead and kick this off a little bit. and we can. Oh, you were talking there. about flying out to where we're talking about? Where we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, cool. That's how much this has been kind of on my mind. So, um, Well, this yeah. uh, what we're about to describe is basically the set from the movie we were talking about. No shit about that, actually. That might fit in exactly <laughs> perfect. Come to th- God, good call. Good call, dude. So anyway, um, so stranger. So we dive into season seven. You know, we had the story again. It's been on my buck list. You know, we've talked about weird places throughout, you know, USA mostly. And we even try to uh, not ignore the rest of the world. Right. Because we have all these other places on this rock that we live on. Um, just weird stuff. Uh, I know if you guys remember, we covered the infamous uh, suicide forest in Japan. Really fun one. Um, and actually, I was I was stationed in Japan in the military and, and would take the train past it, uh, which is surreal because at the time I didn't really know. Uh, we covered Haunted Abbey in England, you know, the, the big popular one that has all the ghosts and the nuns and all that shit. And so we try to kind of keep out of the box and, and go on this one. And this one kind of is the same. So we want to take you guys to the country of Romania. 
And so, you know, we know this sounds strange, but we really aren't going to talk about vampires, which, you know, I mean, if you're like me, Josh, that's the first thing that pops in your head. You know, Transylvania, vampires, all this other bullshit. Um, it's the first thing that everybody goes to when you hear Romania. But we're not really going to go into that. We're going to do something. Oh, are we talking different. about Andrew Tate? Andrew Tate. My mate. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we're going to take on a journey. And it is a forest known as the Hoya Bachu. Tales of ghosts, UFOs, interdimensional portals, and other unnatural phenomena have made Hoya Bachu Forest one of the most infamous places in Romania. And just to start, the forest is like uh, really nowhere in the world. And I don't know if you had a chance to pull up some pictures and research this, but just looking at the forest, the, 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 the trees are like warped and twisted, and they don't have any rhyme or reason on how they grow and why they grow like that. Um, then you add to the equation, uh, there's no wildlife. It's almost dead silent. It, to everybody that goes there for whatever reason. Seems like constant mist and fog. Again, just like the movie we talked about. Um, This all sets up your mind to see things that may or may not be there uh, and just always have that paranoia on your back. And that's what makes it kind of surreal, I guess, and eerie in general. Then, to boot, throw in the actual reports of figures of ghosts, shadow people, UFOs, portals, um, sounds that seem unnatural. You shake all that up, pour it in a glass, add some garnish, and you've got a pretty fucking scary cocktail, to say the least. So I know there's forests in the United States that are creepy and supposedly haunted, but this one here kind of takes a cake, you know, the level (laughs) up a peg, just to say. So we are going to unravel and tell you some of the tales and the stories that are attached to the Hoya Butcher Forest in Romania. Open the gates. Embedded deep within the historic region of Transylvania is Hoya Bacu. Hoya Bacu, this vast ancient woodland, has an extensive history of strange happenings. Famous because of the paranormal activities observed here. Often referred to as the Bermuda Triangle of Transylvania, the forest is the setting for countless supernatural tales. Yeah, so um, let's start with location, shall we? And then we can kind of yeah. go from there, give I give the listeners an idea kind of where we're at. Because again, this is, uh, if you don't really know it, uh, it's, I don't know, it, it's not really spoken a lot about like uh, some of the other areas are. Well, so, I mean, could you even find Romania on a map? <laughs> I Well, that's the thing. I mean, maybe I can, but uh, not very many people. Well, it's just <laughs> a weird thing too. Like Europe is is so chunked up anyway right you know and there are certain countries that have been god they've changed how many different times over the centuries of what they are just from war and and we'll cover a little bit about that too because the location is hard it's like poland's in the worst location ever just for just war torn you know and Mm. and who occupied it and who hasn't occupied it and yeah it's right in the middle of where everybody's trying to get to yeah, exactly. It doesn't, doesn't help the situation whatsoever. So this one's kind of the same thing. And um, these words we've looked up, but some of them are <laughs> some of them are kind of thick, so bear with us here. So basically, we are located, uh, this forest, on the west of the city of Cluj-Napoca. Uh, it's located in the northwest portion of Romania, so kind of the top northwest. Uh, the forest covers an area of about three square kilometers, or 250 hectares, for those of you who gives a shit what a hectare is. Uh, what the fuck is a hectare? Uh, evidently similar to a kilometer or I, I, I don't know. I don't know the measurements what? for this. How, how big so. is three kilometers, Shane? Is it the size of Ireland? <laughs> we talked about this. So maybe roughly the size of Ireland. I don't know. 
Crazy. Uh, three square kilometers. I'm trying to, I can never remember the conversion from miles to kilometer. I think it's uh, like, isn't 1.4, 1. 1. 1.6 or something. A something mile like that, kilometer. but it's the kilometers bigger, right? Yeah. Kilometers longer. I, I do know that. Yeah. So, anyway. God, we're smart. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. So it's not a big forest. It sounds like it's at most like, five or six square miles like yeah maybe uh yeah probably you know walking through that and and on top of that thing it's it's odd where it's at and and again we're going to cover a little bit of it but it's just it's odd it's just how why the growth is there and and then there's again a circle and we'll talk about that they just it's just weird it's almost like it was just like dropped in this place for no apparent reason it's anyway yeah um its southern border begins on the ridge uh, that runs east-west uh, to the north. The forest ends on a smoother slope, which meets the Nadas River. Uh, the city of Klashnapoka, which borders it, has a shooting range as well as recreational spots and all that stuff. It's kind of built on the edge of the forest. Not in the forest, but on the edge of it, because if you look at the pictures, the city just kind of backs up on the slope of it. Um, yeah. And that sounds norm, right? I mean, just like yeah. anywhere else, right? But it doesn't change all the hundreds and hundreds of stories that have been attached to the forest. Um some say it's tourism, which you know. Let's let's be honest with you. Again, devil's advocate. This is Romania, Transylvania. It's it's notorious for you know Vlad the Impaler, you know Dracula, all this other stuff. So obviously, there's some tourism thing that's probably going to drive it a little bit. Um, but some of these stories are, are kind of I don't know. They, they've stuck around for for a long time. So it's hard to shake the fact that you know maybe there there are tourism things, but at the same time, man, these people reporting these stories, it goes without saying. Just like we talk about, there's no reason why they would report these stories because they don't want to bring attention to themselves. Um, so there's that factor, right? And um, when we talk about this thing, you know, we talk about regions of Romania, Transylvania. It's really described as a last truly medieval landscape in Europe, and it it really does. If you look at the pictures and you you uh, read the interviews of the people that tour uh, tour that area and everything like that. They all say it's like stepping back a hundred years. Like it, it's crazy. Horse-drawn carts rumble down the dirt roads. Uh, you got shepherds doing their flocks. The villagers doing hay. I mean, it's just it's it's like the snapshot in time that's just never changed. And of course, you know we mentioned it. Let's not forget about Vlad, the infamous for impaling over eight thousand people. And of course, was the basis for Bram Stoker's Dracula. So Vlad the Impaler actually was, you guys probably already know this, but he was an actual true character in history um, and quite a uh, quite a warrior, to, to say the least. Anyway, so this all helps with the whole tourist attraction immensely, I'm sure. But let's not lose focus on what we're talking about. As far as history, uh, it's crazy too. So in 2002, uh, 34, 34, over, actually a little over 34,000-year-old remains of modern humans with a possible Neanderthal trait were discovered in present-day Romania where when the uh, Pestracu Oas, or Cave of Bones, uh, was found. Um, this will make the region of Romania the oldest region in Europe where modern humans had a foothold, as far as we know now. And again, that was discovered in 2002. So just history alone. That's pretty interesting. Makes it cool. Yeah, I kind of thought so. So... Yeah. So <clears throat> another cool piece of history where uh where the people known as the Dra- uh Dacians uh they were thought to be the same people as the Gete who were a branch of the Thracians. Jesus. So lots of uh lots of lots, lots of, of people Asians <laughs> up in this bitch. Right. Um so hmm. uh a little in the weeds 
you know, lots of lots of different uh, people thrown around. But like yeah. the Thracians were Greek, weren't they? I they I think they were when I was looking on. They they were a Greek base of. Well, yeah. I, they're yeah. from Thrace, which I thought was like a Greek city state, right. but I might be wrong. It might have been more like uh, to the north, like uh, God. I can't think of the name of anywhere right now. The place Alexander the Great was from. Well, and shit. Anyway, on that name. Well, and I know that not only the the Greeks, but uh, the Romans too. You know, in this area, yeah. And we'll we'll cover a little bit about that. But yeah, it, it's weird the the lineage of the people. You know. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. It's just not who you think of when you think of Romania. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um. So, uh, the earliest written evidence of people living in the territory of present day Romania comes from Herodotus. Uh, in book four of his histories, which was written in around 440 BC. Jesus. That's uh, a while ago. He writes, what's that? That's a while ago. Damn. Yeah. Just a few thousand years. No big, <laughs> right? No biggie. <laughs> um, he writes that the tribal union confederation of the Gete were uh, defeated by the Persian emperor Darius, the great during his campaign against the Scythians uh, and describes the Dacians as the bravest and most law-abiding of the Thracians. Well, Jesus, um, it makes you think what, how bad the Thracians were. If that well, was how the case. how are you the bravest yeah. and most law-abiding? Because it seems like those Counter- don't counterintuitive. Exactly go yeah, well, hand in know, hand. You yeah, know. yeah. Um, I don't know. Herodotus was also full of shit, so who knows? <laughs> True. But uh, he he made some stuff up. Um, the Dacians are the most law. Oh, that's I already. Re- oh no, this is the quote. This is a quote. Him. Yeah, uh, the Dacians are the most law-abiding and bravest of the Thracians. They believe they are immortal, forever living in the following sense: they think they do not die, and the ones and the one who does die joins Zalmoxis, a divine being. I've never uh, heard of that term or that god. I guess if that's what you would call that as, right? That yeah, it almost it almost sounds kind of like uh like great spirit type. Yeah, I get like yeah, lore, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh. Um but yeah, that's that's interesting. That's, you know, you I could see how you could get some pretty tough people of if they're just not afraid of dying, you know what right, I mean? Right. Right. They got that immortality, you know, driven into them and there's something yeah. there. So um, yeah, like if culturally you don't look at death as the end, then you're not typically afraid of it, which means you're going to be a hard person to kill. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Or really it, easy. If day. you just like walk right into the sword, who knows, you know, <laughs> it depends. On, well, <laughs> I think there has to be some thought into this too. Just to yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's cool. Uh, and it probably lends a little to the weird stories. Um, For sure. if the Dracians, if the Dacians truly thought, they were immortal then maybe there's they're the ones still roaming the forest and the lands in whatever form just saying you know mm-hmm. like th- them and zalmoxis could hand be in hand skipping along just partying yeah. in the woods you know right right um hmm. so throughout the history of what is now romania it's uh given how many years or sorry how many wars were fought hmm. uh different lines of uh, country boundaries drawn up over and over like we were talking about earlier just depending on who right. won and where and when and all that um it really uh is a commonplace thing especially throughout europe and especially throughout like central and eastern europe you know yeah, like god, what a war-torn oh um, god like western yeah. europe the boundaries I, I feel like have been fairly stable for probably a for thousand a years you know yeah. Yeah. um like yeah there were times where the 
king of England had more power in France than the king of France and stuff like that. But like, you know, they, they didn't fluctuate as much as they did in the East and in the, uh, in central Europe. So, right. Um, history lesson for the day. Um, <laughs> there are other cool tidbits that came with the people of that region. Um, and that was the mythos that they are related themselves, uh, to be one with the wolves. So that sounds pretty interesting, right? (laughs) Jesus. Um, This guy called Mercia Eliad attempted in his book from Zalmoxis to Genghis Khan to give a mythological foundation to an alleged special relation between Dacians and the wolves. Uh, Dacians might have called themselves wolves or one the same with wolves. Hmm. Suggesting religious significance. They also drew their name from a god who appeared as a wolf. That sounds pretty metal. Okay. Uh, Dacians had taken their name from a group of fugitive immigrants arrived from other regions or from their own young outlaws who acted similarly to the wolves circling villages and living uh, from looting, (laughs) you know, go figure outlaws. Right. Right. Uh, and this was the case in other societies. Uh, those young members of the community went through uh, an initiation period, perhaps up to a year, during which they lived as a wolf. Uh, the existence of a ritual that provides one with the ability to turn into a wolf was also part of their beliefs. Uh, many res- researchers believe this was uh, militarily driven, which makes total sense Absolutely. to me. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, to become formidable warriors, they would assimilate uh, behavior of the wolf wearing wolf skins during the ritual. Um, hmm. Traces related to the wolves as a cult or as totems were found in the area since the Neolithic period, including the Vincha culture, art, cultural artifacts. Hmm. Uh, wolf statues and rudimentary figurines representing dancers with a wolf mask. Um this all makes me think of a movie that I can't remember the name of that's on Netflix. It was like a Netflix original that was really good. It has like Alexander Skarsgård and the dude that played oh. uh, shit Bernard in Westworld. Um, oh, okay. I know what you're um, Bernard. Uh, yeah. He oh, was okay. the one that didn't yeah, yeah, know yeah. he was a robot until right. the end of the first season or whatever. Right. Um, that was like running the park. But uh, anyway, in that movie, he's like an investigator. He's like investigating some missing children or something like up in like Alaska. Hmm. And, um, and like the whole community does a lot of like weird stuff like this with wolves. It's, it's I wish I could remember. Yeah. yeah if you can remember really it, let me know. And, and you know, then let's, you know, there's been other, I guess, groups, societies, whatever have you that use, the strongest of animals to represent what they are because, you know, they think it draws their spirit. A lot of native Americans did the mm-hmm. same thing with, you know, not just wolves, but uh, you know, bears and, you know, foxes, things like that. So it's yeah. kind of the, you know, I get it. I mean, you know, but it's still kind of badass, Like you said, if you're going to pick a, fo- <laughs> if you're going to pick an animal to kind of, you know, to imitate and, and be part of your society, Holy shit. The wolf is the way to go. You know? Yeah. Just wolves badass. are objectively cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. Um, so anyway, the items could indicate war, uh, warrior initiation rites or ceremonies in which young people put on their se- uh, seasonal wolf masks. Um, and I mean, if you're going to belong to a group of people, like you were just saying, uh, that you know, it's just badass in general. Like wolves are wolves are cool. Mm-hmm. Um, enemies tend to not want to. Uh, 
fuck with a group of people that think they're wolves. I, I call me you a know? pussy, but I wouldn't. Um, I think yeah, I would go, be I would be a little yeah, tripped out. Yeah, you know? Let me go fuck with a group of people that think they're um, say platypuses or something a little bit more docile. Yeah, let me, I think let me I'm gonna go for the, with those for the guys. duck people. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Dacians throughout history were just proven to be wicked ass warriors. Uh, their belief in immortality, deities they worshipped, such as uh, Je- Gebelizes. Gebelizes. Yeah, I get uh, nailed it. Okay. Yeah, 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 that's that's it. Uh, who was the god of lightning and thunder, or Bendis, the goddess of the moon and the hunt, just added to their fame. Uh, fast forward hundreds of years as other factions, such as the Bulgars, fought and pulled territories back and forth, such as Transylvania, uh, Moldova, and Bulgaria. Romania finally became recognized as a country in 1878. Uh, a lot of bad history and blood spilt on the land never leads to great outcomes. Usually like some cool ass ghost stories and stuff though. No shit about that. Right. Which is what we're here for. But, and you know, let's, we want to cover a little bit of the, excuse me, folks, the history behind, because you know, these are the people that, that were part of this land originally and holy shit, they just seem badass. So, you know, more to come on that, but we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, you know, we kind of laid out the history, laid out some of the people, um, maybe some, uh, I don't know, you know, lore around, you know, what this force may be, this area may be. Um, and now we're going to get into some of the weird stuff in, in more modern day. So uh, stand by, everybody. Believe in UFOs? Felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain? Contemplate the other side of reality? Do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense? Well, look no further than Strange Uncles. Find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801-252-6945. Open the gates. All right, so we are back. Um, and as we say, we're going to dive into some of, this, some of this weird shit now. So this is where it starts getting kind of even cooler. Uh, we laid the groundwork out. Um, explain maybe some of the folklore between the hauntings, something to that case. So one of the most common things reported is how, when they visit the forest, is how the forest feels. I know that sounds weird. And, you know, some people, I mean, honestly, Josh, you know, some people get nervous in the woods anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of people that just don't are they are not comfortable out in the wilderness. They're just oh yeah, especially if they're like city folk, you know, who haven't yeah. really been in the wilderness much. Exactly, you know, you got animals, you, know? you got sounds you're not used to. I mean, I get it, but at the same time, the the report of how the the atmosphere is in this forest is just again, I hate to keep using the word, but just surreal. So it, these things are reported of uh, somebody constantly watching them or following them and anxiety just off the charts completely from the second they step on the edge of the forest into it. Um, some people report of being attacked, followed by vom- vomiting, nausea, scratches, and burns. There were actually several, several cases fairly recently to where they had a, a tourist or whatever have you tour in the forest. They they immediately you know lost consciousness. They got dizzy. They didn't know. And then they have and we've talked about this before, where you have um, hitchhikers per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a lot of those events where they feel like something hitchhiked with them back to the hotel or back to home when they flew back home, 
and it would they lose sleep they've got these burns they've got these scratches and it all kind of coalesces about the same time frame as leaving the Hoya Bachu forest and so uh i don't know maybe possibly i know you know we talk about skinwalker ranch is a kind of a fairly popular area in our neck of the woods mm-hmm. where there are hitchhikers and there's been reported people taking shit home with them mm-hmm. um maybe something similar right so, yeah um for centuries, the local villagers knew the effects of the forest had on them. Uh, there's a well-known story that occurred at the turn of the century of the forest girl. She was the daughter of a local villager and wandered into the woods and disappeared. Search parties, of course, went out for the next week. Um, they searched everywhere. They had absolutely no sign of her. Uh, and the devastated parents had no choice but to just move on. I mean, what are you, you, know, you going to do? You lost your kid. However, five years later, she showed up back in the village wearing the exact same clothes she disappeared in with absolutely no memory of the time she was gone or what had occurred. Um, That's some missing 411 shit. That is some fucking five years. I mean, holy God. You know, if it, yeah. again, if it's true, it's like, wow, you know, where'd she, where did she go? Right. Uh, another story is one of the tourists that disappeared. Um, she found her way out uh, to almost two days later. Same thing, days confused with no memory of time or what had happened. When she got back to her hotel, she found a 15th century coin in her pocket. Now, you know, maybe she picked it up. Maybe she got, you know, she got hit on the head. I don't, again, plain devil's advocate. We don't know, but it just seems like most cases of people that go into this forest, uh, the one thing of the daziness and the haziness, the confusion is a loss of time and memory. Like it just, they're, most people, that's the first thing that they, they say, look, I have no clue how I made it out. Granted, people get scared, they get lost, and they get paranoid, and your brain is not going to track time the same way. Uh, that, yeah. Maybe that's some of it. You know, I I don't know. You know, like I said, but um, it's just there's stories upon stories upon stories of this uh, these things happening. Um, so when we do this, so we find there's a fine line between fact and lore, and we do want to state that. And again, you know, it, as cool as we, as much as I want to believe in UFOs, and I, I know they're out there, if one land in my backyard and an alien stepped out, I, I for sure would believe then. It, it's the same thing, you know, sh- show mm-hmm. us a proof in the pudding type thing. But uh, we combed the internet for dates or actual names behind a lot of these stories. Uh, really didn't come up with anything. Um, the little girl that got lost in the woods for five years, that seemed to date back to the early turn of the century. Um, the tourist ones, that's things that I found uh, via YouTube that they had um, basically documented. And so that was pretty interesting. But anything past, you know, more than 50 to 80 years, uh, there's really no timestamps on these things that, that occurred. So just throwing it out there, you know, for that. Um, lastly, locals believe that the forest is haunted by past villagers that have died, which possibly, you know, the story we sure, had before, right? Um, and they're drawn to the forest and can't find their way out. So they wander and attach on to living people to try and find a thread out of the woods, which, yeah, possibly. So, yeah. 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 It's definitely weird. Um, so the Romanian word Bachu translates to herder. Uh, and there's a reason the forest shares this name. Um, sometime in the 15th century, or sorry, in the 1500s, a sheep herder went into the woods to take a shortcut with his uh, flock of 200 sheep and disappeared, never to be seen again. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, this is just one of the many stories that the Hoya Bachu forest holds and has become uh, to be called the Bermuda Triangle of Europe, which, hey, that's pretty okay. cool. Yeah, yeah, cool little um, catchy name. There have been tons of encounters of paranormal activity reported, uh, malfunctioning of electronic devices, 
uh, suddenly draining batteries, you know, like all the, all the hits, uh, the orbs are being cited. Uh, orbs are being cited, light anomalies, strange fluctuations in the magnetic field recorded poltergeist activity and EVPs, uh, including screaming, giggling, growls, and voices. Oh, uh, the trees themselves, as we mentioned before, are weird as fuck. Uh, and no one knows why. Um, even though there have been reports of magnetic anomalies, there have never been researchers that have tied the uh, tried to measure within the woods, and the magnetic readings are no different than the standard 10% of force variance uh, that you would see pretty much anywhere. Right, right. Um, mm. So the trees seem to angle and twist, always twisting counterclockwise, which is, again, weird if there's not like some kind of prevailing wind or something like that. Right, right. Um, some scientists believe this is due to the denseness of the forest, and the trees are trying their hardest to find sunlight um which okay maybe uh but <laughs> yeah even this theory has holes in it uh there are also reports of certain plants being dehydrated or burnt uh there seem to be no reason for this uh there's an area known as the clearing dun 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 where no vegetation grows just an oval patch in the southwestern portion of the forest and this just keeps making me think of a song off the Fugazi album, The Argument. Oh, Jesus, like, dude. <laughs> such strange light. Nothing grows right anymore. That's so funny. Yeah. I tell you, I mean, honestly, listeners, you know, pull up some pictures. Uh, the the trees themselves, I've never, and, and granted, there's certain places in, in the world where there's pockets of for, forestation, whatever have you, that you can't find anywhere else. And this is one of those examples. And it may be that they're trying, because it's dense and it's always foggy or it's always dark and it's I, I maybe, but when you look at the pictures of the trees, it, 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 it's almost, it almost looks like somebody's pulls on them all the time to make them form how they're for. It's hard to explain. It really is hard to explain. You, you got to look at the pictures. Cause I, I think that would be the first indication of uh, holy shit. This is weird. When I step into the woods that look like that anyway. So, yeah, I mean you know. like usually when you see like, super twisted trees and stuff it it is where there's places that have like a prevailing wind that kind of blows them Ca- around, causing you know? them to yeah to go which way or another yeah for sure i i but that's not the case here because yeah again you don't hear anything but wait there's more so a military technician named emil bernia while camping in the woods with some friends in 1968 experienced an encounter of the strangest degree while picking up wood, he heard his friends calling his name, and when he sent out to see what's up, he allegedly saw what seemed to be a UFO flying close to the ground. In the forest, there's actually a perfect circle where no trees and little vegetation grow that is thought to have been made by a UFO landing years, you know, a long time ago. Um, years later, international ufologists classified this photograph as one of the clearest photos of a UFO ever taken in Romania, and without doubt, one of the best images of its kind in the entire world. And I, I actually pulled the picture up and boy, if it's Photoshop, man, they pulled it off because it is, and it's pretty phenomenal to see. Um, and again, that would be, you just type in, I think I typed in uh, UFO in Hoya uh, and it brings up several, but there's one in particular, and this is from this Emil Barnia. Um, that, that's pretty, pretty intriguing for sure. Um, these photos became a case study for ufology worldwide. However, there were some bad things of this story as well. So Bernia had nothing to gain from reporting the sighting, 
but everything to lose. The communist government equated a belief in the paranormal with madness and state sabotage, and Bernie lost his job and notoriety because of it. Um, but even before Bernie, one of the first people that started a true scientific investigation regarding the strange forest was biologist Ale- Alexandru Sift. Uh, attracted by the amazing stories he would hear from the locals, he decided to see firsthand what all the fuss was about. So, starting in 1953, he made several trips to the forest, taking numerous pictures. He claimed that on these incursions, inside the forest, he would see strange shadows among the trees following him. Uh, nonetheless, he did not abandon his project, and when he took, a, took out his photos, his mind stuttered. Shapes that were not supposed to be there, shadows, and even the fact that the pictures on the camera were not in the same order as he had taken them in the forest was just kind of freaking odd to him. Right? Yeah, that's so, weird. Especially if it was a film camera. Like old school. Yeah. Again, he started this, these things in 1953. So, you know, it, it had to be. Yeah, that would role, be before right? like a digital camera where yeah, like yeah. it could just be some like he accidentally sorted the images weird or something, you know? Yeah. Unless he crawled through a portal and he had an iPhone, which, you know, let's, let's not say that (laughs) I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. Um, he took over 25,000 photos and a lot of them had no details. No one could explain. I mean, just, they could not explain the details in, in any of the photos and 25,000 is a slew. I mean, I, I couldn't even imagine. So, uh, his research was a landmark for all future explorers in that area. Sadly, Sif died in 1993, and he too became part of the mystery of the forest because after his death, all the photographs he took went missing, and most of them were never recovered. Other sightings and strange lights and orbs continue to this day in the area as well. One of the most notorious experiences within this hodgepodge of anomalous activity was captured by the show Destination Truth in 2009, which um, I did actually pull the clip up, and it's pretty amazing. Uh, the Is cast, that one with Joshua Gates? Um, I Yeah, I believe so. Um, the cast and crew visit the forest trying to capture some evidence. They finally make it to the clearing, and one of the crew, Evan, a cameraman, suddenly flies through the air as he sits in the circle. And you literally see him just get picked up and just hot. It's the weirdest thing. Um, following the appearance of a sudden flash of light. He would also find wounds along his arms, even though he had thick um, flannels on and long sleeves, uh, which he could not explain where they came from. The most frightening aspect of this encounter, though, were the claims by Evan that just prior to the sudden force that moved him, quote, strange female voices came from behind him. So there's that. Spooky. <laughs> that is fucking weird, though. That is weird. Like, uh, I mean, those Watch, type of shows uh, have a reputation of they do staging some some things. The, the gravity, um, right? Yeah. But I like the ones that... Uh, that Josh Gates dude hosts like mm. he, I think he does destination truth. And then there's like, I think uh, there's another new one that he's doing too. Yeah. He's I've, got yeah. like a few. Yeah. I've reached out to him <laughs> to come on the show. I have not heard back yet, but we'll, you know, um, paranormal factor faked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was yeah. One. yeah. That, uh, and again, they're all grabby great, you know, and I don't know, but watching the video clip, uh, it, it's pretty, <laughs> Damn, well, yeah, I mean, like the holy. reason I like his shows is like they're usually doing a fair amount of debunking. You know what I mean? At the it's same not, time. Right. So right. so it's a little more believable if they catch something crazy right. on film because they're trying to disprove a lot of it. Yeah. You know, it, it's not always this. Shh, you, you hear that? You smell yeah. that? It's not always that stuff. So, yeah. 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 Um, anyway. Of course, there have been photos throughout the years. There have been quite a few photos, actually. Uh, One even depicts a person in traditional Romanian clothing. Weird. Hmm. 
Uh, people claim to capture orbs, the shadow forms of people leering out from behind the trees. Creepy. And even some who claim the faces are peering out at them from inside a tree. Now that's no, thank you. You gross. Uh, let's not forget about the portals. Cause why would we? Right. Um, one local journalist in uh, 10, 12. I, that can't be right. I'm sure that's supposed to be 2012. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Uh, One local journalist in 2012 claimed uh, claims that while he was shooting an independent documentary, he stumbled on the clearing area and found a handful of people stepping out of what he called a black hole from nowhere. Hmm. Of course, uh, there is no video of this because his battery was dead and was not. He wasn't able to capture it um, because, of course. Yeah. Uh, But we will say that the pictures that we found are very interesting. Hmm. Um, A few could just be tricks of the eye, uh, but a few were pretty hard to uh, just shake off as photo tricks or like Photoshop even. Right. Um, There have been over a thousand people that have disappeared without a trace in the Hoya Bachu along with a handful of suicides where those bodies were found and recovered. Uh, it seems the mystery of the forest is still ongoing with at least uh, four to 10 strange occurrences reported annually um, with no new research to explain these events, whether they are simply disappearances or other encounters. Uh, so check it out yourselves. Uh, recommend pulling up pics online um, and seeing what your eyes may or may not see. Uh, it seems the Hoya Bachu forest is Europe's very own skinwalker ranch type place. Um, but you know, you guys be the judge. You remember that old, uh, like during like Monday night football, you make the call. Oh, it was that. <laughs> I think I vaguely remember that. Well, and think about uh, a thousand yeah. people. That's a lot of pay. And now of course, you know, we mentioned the suicides at the very end. Um, just like the suicide forest in Japan, people go there because they think for whatever reason, you know, it, it's just there's so many weird things in, and and again for a, what a three kilometer area, wow, yeah. holy shit, you know, yeah, I mean it's um, not big, no, not not at all. I mean, you know, yeah, and you've got literally a city and and recreation bumped right up to it on one edge. I mean, it's uh, so that takes away. I don't know, I I don't know. Like I said, just we did the research, looking at the pictures, reading some of the the stories uh, along with that. Of course, you know, there's some hokey stuff out there too that oh, the most haunted for da da da. Whether it's the most haunted force or not, eh, I don't know. But uh, it is pretty hard to shake some of the claims and um, some of the, especially just even if you take the UFO activity, there there's huge, there's countless UFO activities in and around this area for whatever reason. It's just, you know, just that alone just makes it stand out a bit, right? So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Very interesting. But folks, yeah, that's uh, the Hoya Bachu Forest. Again, you know, it's on my bucket list to travel to. Um, would love to absolutely love to check it out. There was one gal that I cannot remember her name, but she had tour there with her boyfriend. Same thing. She read about the forest. Um, she had eight, uh, they had dinner like in this medieval castle in the, in the town nearby. Um, and then went into the woods and, and literally they got separated and, uh, they found each other again, but it was like hours and, and how they got separated. N- neither one of them could say how, because they were like side by side and all of a sudden, one turned around, the other one was gone. And it was just, I don't know. You know, your mind plays terrible tricks when you're when you're out in the woods and you're paranoid, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. Well, I mean, yeah, just, just naturally without any, like, spooky stuff going on. 
it's easy to get lost in the woods, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And it, as much as I hike and I'm out there, I'm, I'm the worst with direction anyway. So, you know, I mean, I get it. I'm, I'm the first one to say I get it. So I don't know. But anyway, we've been sitting on this for a while. We want to cover it. Uh, very interesting. Uh, listeners, you let us know if there's other stories that you've heard about the Hoya Bachu um, or any questions you have. You can write us at strangeunclesofgml.com. You can call us at 801-252-6945. Um, <laughs> received a call, by the way. Um, something about a UFO near my anus or something. Your anus. Yeah. yeah. I think someone was saying that like a UFO flew out of your butt or something. Yeah, something. I don't know. Uh, everybody's a joker. Everybody's funny. Um, where are we <laughs> on uh, socials? Uh, we are at the usual places. We are at Strange Uncles Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Strange Uncles on Twitter. Um, YouTube. <laughs> Working on it. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe some yeah. stuff in the in the works. Um, but uh, if YouTube is your preferred method of consuming podcasts um you can find just the audio feeds there as well um yeah, yeah those and, are weekly so yeah <clears throat> and we're working on putting some additional content up there if we ever have time for yeah. anything and work done work i know right life sucks sometimes um i did get some tidbits put together again let me know what you think um we got something that we might roll out that's fairly new that's just a short little oddities things like that um josh is going to do a quick review and, and we're going to work on putting some things here and there you know starting with the patrons and of course uh bringing it out to the larger crowd but uh, stand by for more on that um but yeah yeah that's all i got oh man. yeah also if you would like to become a patreon we are uh-huh. at uh we are strange un- we're at patreon.com slash strange uncles jeez that yeah, was hard absolutely and we do have some um, swag so if you do become a patreon <clears throat> member we will send you some swag it's not uh you know a gold watch or anything but uh, it is some yeah. stuff so um but yeah we got we got some fun stickers made by our friend al um that we're gonna send out to you guys as soon as we can figure out the logistics on that and um yeah yeah no big thanks al appreciate that and uh i don't know man that's all i got again i'll be on a business trip next week in ohio so you know we might uh take a week off but we come back we've already got some guests lined up uh, up in the march time frame and we have some original write-ups just like the one we did here uh hopefully you guys are enjoying them and um i don't know you got anything else man uh negative negative ghost rider all right well if i don't talk to you enjoy it i will be in the great um midwest i guess wherever ohio may be for the week so ohio um, doesn't exist shane i know it's like delaware it's who wants real. to go to delaware can't hurt you yeah well i already looked up some uh, weird spaces uh places to go to so i'm see if i can't get some uh get some things done for the podcast some research but uh, i know columbus has some couple little weird haunted areas, they say. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, go see if you can find the grass man or whatever. Oh, that's right. That's in that area for sure. Well, if you don't hear back from me, I found him. So there's that. All right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, thanks, everyone. Close the gates.